0: Welcome to the Randy Seltzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Seltzer.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Randy Seltzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we once again have a very special guest, Denise Pisani, who's been on the the podcast several times before. And Denise is a well-known mortgage broker here in Mississauga. She's affiliated with three different companies, Mortgage Center Canada, Get a Better Mortgage, and Mortgage in the City. So welcome back, Denise. Nice to see you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, always a pleasure.
0: These are wonderful information sessions that I'm I'm gladly um, I'll, I'm happy to to help out and give information to. Well,
1: I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't do it without you. Oh, awesome. it without <laughs> you. But uh, so we're doing this. This is a, a right now as I'm looking out the window here. It's January. It's a very nice, bright, sunny, but very cold day. So uh, typical for January. And I understand you've been super busy. Uh, we talked briefly, and you're telling me that, in spite of the fact that it's January, well, you're always busy. What can I say? Mm. Got a good business going there. Our topic today is going to be uh, something we haven't spoken about earlier, uh, and that's when you're how to get a mortgage when you're self-employed. Yes, uh, yes, and it's a little bit different uh, for those of you who work for a big company or any company. When you get you have your T four slips, you have proof of income, which is is pretty self evident. Uh, but when you are self employed. Uh, If you're an electrician or a plumber or a realtor or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a little more complicated because most of us, and I'm self-employed, I believe you are too, um, we write off a a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So one of the problems that anyone who's self-employed will typically run up against when trying to get a mortgage loan is that you may make a nice, you know, $100,000 a year uh, income, But after you do all your write-offs, which is, you know, your legal right to do in Canada, you write off all your expenses, your net income is considerably less than that. And that's what gets sent into the tax man, to the CRA. And uh, so on paper, it looks like you're not making very much money. Correct. Right. So I'm going to turn it over to you. You're the expert here. You've been doing this for a long time. And I know you are... uh, You know exactly what to do with self-employed people, but it is a little trickier than if you actually are an employer. A little
0: bit, a a little, they make it a little bit tougher for us. But banks are um, recognizing that, uh, you know, there's probably 40% of the population is now self-employed. So, yeah, we had to make, definitely had to make adjustments Uh, with respect to qualifying and trying to to make it easier for self-employed.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. 40%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people
0: are self-employed in Canada. So basically there's three types of mortgages that we can um, try to arrange for self-employed people. There's one that's called a high ratio stated self-employed. Okay. Then there's conventional stated self-employed. And then the third one is through a B lender, which um, it's not your regular documents that we need. There's a, it's a lot more lenient. And of course, B lenders are where you, the rates are slightly higher and there's fees involved, but there's fees involved with all of these three mortgages. Unfortunately, to get this done um, there are fees involved, um, which I will go over briefly with sure. you, with with everybody on the on the podcast. Okay. So basically, the first one I'm going to talk about is insured stated income, and what the stated income part means is basically the client will state their income. So if 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 someone tells me, "Listen, I make ten thousand dollars a month." we're stating that this client makes $120,000 a year, 10 times 12, $120,000 a year. Right. But when they're filing their income taxes, the gross income that the business earned would be the 120 because that's before right. any expenses. But then of course, every company has expenses, maybe minimal, maybe a little bit more, but there, you right. know, there's expenses, there's rent, there's a uh, product that you need to purchase um, there's gas there's phone there's there's expenses Tons some companies have a uh, a small amount and some companies have more okay. so but of course when you're filing your income taxes you know the lower we bring down that 120 to to show that you know all of the write offs so if someone had you know 80,000 in write like in expenses Right. then obviously their income is that they're putting in their pocket 40,000. Right. And then they're paying taxes on the 40,000.
1: Yep. That's exactly so the lower, right.
0: the lower we bring the lower we bring it down, the less taxes we pay, but then that bottom number is the number we can only use to help qualify for the mortgage.
1: Exactly. So you go in right. and you talk to your bank and say, Hey, I want to buy a, a new house or a condo. And they say, well, you only made 40,000 last year. And then you right. have to try to explain, well, that's the, the profit from the business. You right. Know, that, that's, that's the regular left.
0: way right. of looking. That's how we approve all mortgages. But in this special programs, the state insured stated income program, you would, the client would need to put down 10%. Okay. So if the purchase price, we'll use an example of 500 So they would have to put down fifty. I don't know what you can get for five hundred nowadays, but let's just make it simple. Maybe a Um, garden
1: shed in the backyard. Yeah. So
0: five hundred thousand, the minimum down would be fifty thousand in this stated income program. Right. So they'd have to pay fifty thousand minimum down. Right. The mortgage would be for four fifty, and then there will be fees on top because we do have to go to an insurance. The insurance company CMHC, SAGEN, right. Canada Guarantee. Okay. So we do have to, you will have to pay that insurance premium, which on a stated income file, it is quite hefty. You're looking at
1: 5.85%. Oh, wow. Okay. So on
0: 450,000, 5.85%, you're looking at $26,000 wow. premium insurance fee on top.
1: That can, that, would, be, that can be bundled into the loan or it has yes, to be? Yes, that's
0: bundled into the mortgage. Okay. 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 So that's first the first um, step of, of what okay. you need to do. Okay. The second thing we look at for the stated income program is you have to be, you had to have filed two years income taxes as self-employed. So if somebody calls me and says, hey, I just opened up my business last year. Right. It doesn't fall under this program. Okay. No can do.
1: So minimum so two got, years.
0: You minimum two years, the business has to be registered, either incorporated, or you have to have a sole proprietorship registered. Right. That's the second step. Okay. Okay. The third um is you have to have really good credit, good beacon score, and good past credit. No exceptions to that. So you must have good credit.
1: Okay. Well, that's so- That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I think I I saw somewhere that you also, they do a check to make sure that your business does not owe any GST or HST that has to be paid up.
0: Yeah, well, that's part of the whole verifying income. So so then again, what we do is we look at, so we'll get back to the the person filing, you know, earning, sorry, $10,000 per month, okay? So now that total, that income is 120000 per year. Mm -hmm. And then they've got their write-offs, which... You know, we do, we would look at in their tax return in that booklet that you get from your accountants, your T, it's called your T1 general, yep. we do need a copy for the past two years filed. So in this case, we would need 2019 and 2020. Okay. If you haven't filed, and you've been in business for two years, you still can't get the mortgage you need to have filed okay. and we need to see your 2019 and 2020 T1 general. In that package, towards the, the back, I don't know what page it is, you will have a section called Statement of Business Expenses. Okay. This is where we review that that uh, that one sheet and see mm-hmm. what your write-offs were. So in this case, this client had $80,000 in write-offs. Remember, we did the $120,000, $80,000 in write-offs, right. $40,000 income filed. Right. Now, what we do is we look at those write-offs and we see if there's any possible way we can add some of that back. Ah, Okay. Yeah. So then that 40,000 income, will maybe we can get it back up to 70 or 50 or 60. And then if we can get it back up to that amount, that's what we use that amount, that income. So say we've added back another 30,000 in income. So now we're at 40, 50, 60, 70,000 in income. And okay. we added 30,000 in expenses back to that income. Okay. Okay. Then we qualify that 70 income to see whether it will carry that 476 mortgage that we just
1: calculated. Gotcha. So there's quite a bit of work involved here.
0: Oh, there is a quite a bit of work, but the yeah. main things, and I'm not going to go into any, into any more of the qualifying process, but the main thing is, is you have to be two years file. Right. right. And income taxes. You need to have credit at least two years with a good beacons or no mispayments. payments it okay. has to be your primary residence. You can't purchase this for a rental investment. It has oh. to be a primary residence.
1: Okay, there's so, another good point right there. Yeah,
0: there's another good point. Exactly. Um, and basically, that's it. So, oh,
1: Okay, there- so just, just to recap, you've, you keep throwing out these amazing and uh, important points. Okay, the first one that, that I noticed was you said that, first of all, the, the CMHC, the fees are going to be higher. OK, the fees are going to be higher for a self-employed person. than Yeah. They are so for from a
0: regular, regular uh, for right. a regular a client that is employed and has a salaried position, the fee right. is
1: 3.1. Right. And this one was five point something.
0: 0.85.
1: Wow. OK.
0: Five point eight five. Yeah.
1: Almost six percent. Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry. Three point eight five or no. Oh. Sorry. No. Five point eight five. Yes. Yeah. No OK. But
1: that's that's a big difference. OK, that's the first one. Second one. If you're self-employed, you must have been in business for at least two years. Right. Okay. You must have filed your taxes. If you have not filed taxes, is this not going to work?
0: It's not going to okay. work. No, you, got, no. you got to
1: have good credit. Mm-hmm. And then you guys take a look at all those deductions that this person has been doing uh, or this company has filed.
0: Been yeah, filing. And,
1: right. And you try to maybe factor back in some of those deductions to increase the net income, the taxable income.
0: That's correct. Uh,
1: to help them to qualify. So, OK, so have I, I don't know if I missed any, but those are all great points to know. Okay.
0: And you can't be in tax arrears. So if you owe the government ah. arrears for your business, for right. taxes. You
1: owe them past taxes. Forget it. No go. No okay. go at all. And yeah. also the thing about the HSD, that also has to be paid up. Yes, so both, that has both, to be paid as both, well. Both, so uh, just to,
0: just okay. to get back to, to this people, which is unfortunate, but people on commission do not qualify for this program.
1: Oh, great. Not
0: commissioned people.
1: Okay. So Thanks, Denise. It's been a wonderful interview.
0: Yes. Unfortunately, no. this doesn't uh yeah. apply to anyone that's okay. um that's commissioned.
1: Okay, that's so a that's a, a, that's that's a, a separate,
0: separate topic separate topic. Yeah. Yes. But okay,
1: let's let's pick somebody who's uh an electrician. Let's say they're an electrician. Yeah. The trades have been so busy over the last few years and this person wants yeah. ten thousand a month. Uh, They've been in business more than two years. They've been in business five years. Perfect. Uh, They and they're up to date. They paid their taxes. They've been good citizens. Awesome.
0: I need two years tax returns, two years notice of assessments. Ah. I need about three or four invoices for a few months. Invoices. Invoices from companies that are paying
1: Ah, so some okay. proof. It's not just verbal. You got to show yes. Oh, is-
0: you've got to show proof. Yes. Yeah, we need to see proof. Yeah. So a couple invoices just showing that there it's legitimate money going back and forth that right. are matching deposits into the account. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: okay. And okay, so that's that's great. And business that's-
0: license, incorporation or articles of incorporation. Uh, yes, of course. We need that. Copy of your um, license,
1: copy of your in- articles of incorporation.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: And okay, okay, good. Okay, yeah, and so that's ten that's, percent so that, down.
0: Stated income with ten percent down, and of course, if you put fifteen percent down, Better
1: that still. five,
0: that five point eight five will get reduced to three seventy five, ah, okay. three point seven five. So it's a tier. So if um, anybody uh, wishes to discuss further, they can call me or okay. contact you and then we can yeah. we can go over well, the different tiers. Yeah. Once
1: again, as I always say, I'll put your contact info beneath the yeah, video. Yeah. That's awesome. So no and problem. then
0: there's um then there's the stated income program. Okay. With 35 with 35% down.
1: Okay. So this is
0: clients right. that have a lot more money to put down and okay. we avoid the fees.
1: Okay. So let's back up a little bit. Uh for people who work for a company and they receive a T4 slip Uh, that typically changes when you have 20% down, if you have 20% to put down, that's where the CMHC fees end at that point, you're buying a, you're buying a condo or whatever, and you've got 20% to put down. There's no CMHC fees, but when you're self-employed, what was the amount you said that you have to put down to avoid CMHC? Well, no, this is
0: the stated income program,
1: stated income program, through a bank. Okay. But you've got
0: to have 35% 35 down and then we can state the income.
1: Got it. I got it. Okay, so so it's a higher threshold. It's thirty five percent versus twenty for a normal. Yeah, yeah. 4%.
0: Because well, because we're stating the income and we're going through a bank, so it's they want more money down
1: because self sp- employed are special. That's yeah, why. Okay. yeah.
0: I wouldn't <laughs> confuse them with the twenty percent. It's it's, it's a either issue? yeah, it's either ten percent down. Or if you want to avoid, if you want to avoid the CMHC fee and go through a bank and get a good rate, it's thirty five percent down. Gotcha. Now, if you don't have thirty five percent, so same rules apply with the thirty five percent. Two years in business. Okay. No tax arrears. Yep. Articles or business license. Yep. um, And then we state the income again. The business is earning ten thousand a month, but he's only filing forty. Can we do add backs to bring it up to help qualify? But that's thirty five percent down, no fees.
1: Can they purchase an investment property? Nope, no, no, nope. it's got
0: to be primary. Primary, not, nope. primary So how, how
1: does a self employed person buy an investment property?
0: They've got a that that income that they're filing to the government has yep. to qualify everything, or okay. yeah, we go to the next
1: okay. scenario. Number which
0: three. is 20% down yep. or depending on each file each file has has to be looked at and reviewed it could be 25% mm-hmm. but it's 20% down to start okay and stated income yep through a b lender ah b lender rates are higher okay and it potentially could be 20 25% depending on the property Okay. So if the property is in a certain area that the B lender um, uh, qualifies as a high risk area, they may ask for 25% down. Okay. Okay, so it depends on the on the location, the property and and the individual. But in most cases we can get the file done with 20% down. So again, mm. stated income, yep. the client tells me they make they're self-employed, not commissioned, right. self-employed right. painter, electrician,
1: Sure, plumber. landscaper,
0: yep. plumber, drywaller, whatever the case is, contract work, yep. um, IT specialist in contract. If they make ten thousand dollars a month, deposits going into their business bank account, we 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 um, annualize it to one hundred and twenty thousand a year. Okay, and then that person has eighty thousand dollars in write offs. Right. Again, we look at their business expense expenses I got gotcha. you try to add back in but now oh this is a lot lighter paperwork so this they the, need to show the, the BLM no, no tax returns needed
1: oh okay
0: all we need is business license yep or articles of incorporation okay to show that they have a business that is truly registered Okay. Banking business account for 6 ma- for 6 months maybe up to a year bank statements for the business account. Okay. Showing the deposits from the business going in, so it could be a hair salon. Right. Showing all the money going in every day, every month, totaling $10,000 a month. We annualize it to 120,000 a year. Right. Minus expenses, how much rent do they pay? How much staff do they pay? Sure. What do they pay for products deduct that from the 120 then we figure out an annual income but all i need for for the b lender is business license articles and invoices okay proof that money's going into the bank account for the business and so, that's it
1: so that with the b lender you don't have to supply your last two or three years of uh, tax returns, that sort of exactly. thing.
0: Exactly. And the fees are actually lower with the B lender, okay. but the interest rates are higher. Okay. So in a what, B, with the B lender, it's 1% of the mortgage amount. So the mortgage amount is 40, 450. So we'll use that same scenario. Sorry. So we'll use the same scenario, 500,000 yep. times 20%. Okay. They would need to put down 100,000. Right, mortgage is four hundred thousand. The right. fee is one percent of four hundred thousand, so four thousand dollars. That's
1: it, Not and so then the bad.
0: broker, myself, yep. would charge an additional fee on top, depending on the the difficulty of the file and sure. so forth. But there's,
1: a but yeah, uh, there's a lot of work involved. Yeah, there's a lot of work involved. What would the interest rate from a B lender be typically? How much more would it be than a regular right. bank?
0: Right. So, you know, if we were talking two weeks ago, because rates just took a jump everywhere. Yes. Everyone just increased their, in anticipation of January 26th, the government's meeting and the rates are going to be going up. So right. usually the banks do it a little bit before. I don't know why, but in the last two weeks, banks have been slowly increasing their fixed rates so you know you're looking anywhere between three and a half and four and a half percent for a one year closed
1: okay i'm assuming variables are still under two percent at this point i don't
0: know variables at the bank are two percent b lenders don't offer variable b lenders only offer one two and three year term that's it i got you with a 1% fee and then a broker fee. So you're, the broker is, you you are
1: 1%. You are an encyclopedia of knowledge, I'm telling you, because it's complicated. It is. It is. There's
0: a lot, there's a lot to know for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. But once you,
0: you know, you've been doing it for so long, it's like, but I still, I'm still learning every single day too. Like there's a lot to know, but But, plus it
1: changes too. I I know for a fact that it used to be, uh, I don't know. I don't want to date myself, but many years ago, it was fairly simple. In terms of just stating your income, it was that was it, and then the banks got really tough for a while. There was yeah, so like if you're paying
0: twenty six thousand dollars in that fee, yeah, or you pay and you get a better rate, not much better. You're looking at probably two two three percent right now at a bank.
1: So you're you're going to end up behind then with going with a B lender. You could could. be,
0: you could be, yeah. Yeah. So B lenders are off offering pretty good product right now for, but that's less than twenty percent down. That's ten percent. Right. So for someone that's having a hard time collecting the full amount. Now, if you're talking, you know, today's properties, an $800,000 property, you need 80,000 down.
1: So, yeah.
0: Right. So if you, so if compared to 20% down, which is 160. So if someone's having a hard time collecting 160, yeah. then going the B route is going to be a lot tougher. And mm. I would prefer to grab a property at 800 and pay you know, 30, $35,000 in fees, and hopefully my real estate's going to go up further in the next five years. You right. know what I mean? So I guess, yeah. you know, it all depends. And if yeah. you're renting, paying $3,000 a month, when you could own and pay a 27, $30,000 fee and not pay rent anymore, and now own real estate, maybe that is a better option. So everyone's situation is different. And obviously this is why we're here to help them and, and figure out what the best route is.
1: What are some of the things that a self-employed person, let's say they're thi- they want to buy uh, their their first house. They're young. They're, you know, they're a uh, uh, ceramic tile person or whatever. They want to buy their first property, probably a condo. And they're thinking, well, this is a year out. I'm going to buy it next year in 2023. What What are some of the things that a, a self-employed person can do to sort of stay out of trouble? You
0: definitely need to prepare yourself. And this, yes. I just met someone um, two days ago. Actually. And, and it was the exact same scenario you're just uh, putting out right now. She's like, how do I get myself a home? So basically um, you need to, if, if your business has a lot of cash money involved, Mm -hmm. you need to start depositing that money. It needs to be seen. It needs to be in your bank account,
1: in a business account, because I in also know account. some yeah. self-employed people that just use a personal account. So that's going to yeah, get, you problem. know
0: what, that's okay too, as long as they can show that they are, they do have a business. Are they paying HST if, right. but if they're just, you know, um, wh- you know, Denise's, um, nails salon <laughs> and I'm, um, and, and I'm, I'm just depositing it into my regular Denise right. account. Right. Um, and there's nothing else that's proving that I have a business, well then you're going to there's going to be a problem. So mm. if you want to do it the right way, you need to cl- file the income, you need to put everything file income if you want to go through the bank and your business is earning $100,000 a year, you need to pay taxes on $100,000 a year. Right. That's, that's just right. the only way you're going to get a mortgage. But if you want to go through the B route, you still need to file and and we're not file, you need to deposit all income earned. right? Um, if it's cash, it makes it a little bit harder. It should be coming from clients, either uh, direct deposits, transfers. We need to prove that you're running a business. Yep. The bank is lending you $400,000. They want to make sure that they're lending it to someone that has a legitimate business. So if your business is all cash and you don't want to deposit the money because it's easier and- right better to just yeah. get cash from clients. Well, then it's going to be
1: really tough almost
0: job. impossible for you to borrow money from a bank yep. or a, even Absolutely. a B lender.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, that's the world we live in.
0: It is. Uh, yeah. And, and Unfortunately, is... it has, And it has to be for two years. We need to see yeah. it like, so a B lender, you don't have to be two years. You could get away with one year. So if you want to deposit Transfers from a business for one year, the, the B lender can ask for six months to a year bank statements proving the business okay. is making money. But if you want to do it through an A lender bank, your big five banks, Forget it. it's got to be filed income tax returns, right? all a kit and caboodle to make everything okay. legit. But so if you want to go through a B lender with 20% down, you can do one year regular deposits into your account.
1: Okay. So just to recap maybe, see if I've got all this. With a B lender, these are the differences. With a B lender, first of all, you don't have to supply your tax returns. Number 1. Correct. But it has you have to have 20% to put down.
0: Correct. With a B lender. Right. Um
1: and the rates are going to be a little bit higher, okay? Right. A little bit higher than what a normal bank would charge, but it's it's easier. It's Except-
0: definitely easier.
1: Okay. And a, a B lender would typically be like a trust company or a certain, not the major five banks, but...
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're owned by the banks. If you look and see mm-hmm. who owns them, it's usually the banks that own them, but they're B lenders. So they're like your home trust, your XMC, your equitable. Those are your B lenders.
1: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's options out there, but the number one thing is if you're behind on your taxes, whether it's your, your personal taxes or your business taxes or your HST you're not going to get a loan from anybody.
0: Nobody, not even a bank. Exactly. When you're self-employed, the first thing a bank, the big five banks ask for is your notice of assessments and your tax returns. If you're in any kind of arrears, they will not lend to you.
1: Forget
0: it. B B lenders do not ask for anything to do with with returns. Okay. So if you are behind in your taxes, you you may get away with it with a B lender. But yes, but you do have to you will have to show six months bank statements or possibly up to a year.
1: Okay. Well,
0: but you okay. should be up to date with your taxes because you if they should. find out
1: uh, last minute, how did you buy that condo when you owe CRA eighty thousand dollars? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or more exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. They'll just slap a lien at the end on the house. So <laughs> they'll get their money somehow.
1: And have a nice day. Right. Yes. <laughs> wow. For sure. Well, that's very interesting. And um do you find that the banks are, are, are tightening up at all or loosening up at all? Or is it pretty much business as usual in terms of, a because the prices are so high. I mean, there's a lot of money. Well, it's been
0: they, They've been pretty good. They're like, especially, like I said, for self-employed, these programs, they've come yep. a long way. Like for sure, 20 years ago, it was a lot different. Yes. Um, they did tighten up, but this, this is, you know, these are good programs. Like, you know, there, I do get a lot of clients calling me who haven't filed their taxes and they're self-employed. Well, you can't get wow. a mortgage then. Wow. You can get a private mortgage at seven percent, eight percent, but you can't get it. You can't get a mortgage if you're not filing your income taxes. Yep. You're not going to get a mortgage.
1: There you have it, folks. You got to be good citizens, file mm-hmm. your taxes, and pay your taxes if you want to get.
0: Yeah. So there's yeah. different programs we do have, and and each individual may qualify for a certain program, and and definitely you need to talk to a mortgage professional, and yes. then we'll help you get prepared. And so that, that question you asked someone that wants to buy any, this is something you definitely need to prepare for. You can't call and say, I want right. to buy next month. Right. If you don't have all your ducks in a row, a hundred percent.
1: All right. That's good advice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So folks, there you have it Call Denise or send her an email. I'm going to have her, uh, uh, contact information underneath. Make sure you do that before you consider even doing anything before you go out looking at houses or condos or townhouses, whatever, uh, you need to speak to someone who knows how to do this if you're self employed. Very important wow. distinction. There Perfect. you go. Anyways, I guess that's it for another day.
0: Yes. Uh, another great you. talk.
1: Thank you so much for coming on board uh, the podcast. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. Uh, have a wonderful day, Denise uh, Pisani, and let's do it again sometime.
0: Yes, okay? for sure. One month.
1: All right. Once a month. We're, we're Once committed. Once a month. There we go. <laughs> So have a great thanks, day. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, okay. thanks
0: for having me. Have a great day. Okay, bye. bye.
1: See you again. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode, the Randy Selzer
0: Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.